You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. You know, for as much as I love Elton John, I feel like I should know his lyrics better than I do, because I was trying to sing Tiny Dancer to Lexi the other day, and I was just kind of like, I'm a good tiny dancer. It's okay, I was doing the exact same thing. <laughs> something, something down the highway. Start humming it after a while. I don't think anyone really knows his lyrics. It probably took Taron Edgerton, like most of the Screenwrite. Most of the script was just him trying to remember. Okay. Now, Taron Edgerton, he's got even a deeper voice than Elton John. So, who knows the dance? Well, so this is the movie Rocket Man, which is, you know, I would say this is a musical biopic, but I don't feel like that's a good genre classification for this movie. It's kind of like um. I, I, Lexi and I compared it, well, and someone else, I started some other reviews compare it. It's almost like Jer- uh, Jersey Boys, that jukebox musical. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is. Yeah, like, it's kind of like it's an, yeah. it's an interpretation of a biopic done through, like, you know, a film technique, where it's like, oh, yeah, like, here's some of the highlights of Elton John's life, just kind of, you know, played around with, done with a little fantasy, kind of stuff like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it was definitely more of, like, just a. Yeah, it, it, it this uh, I want. I was gonna wait to say this in review, but it's so it could easily be adapted to a musical. That's exactly what I like. I think <clears throat> this movie. You know, I have some thoughts about this movie where I say, as much as I did like a lot of parts about this, I almost wish I saw it on stage. I think this actually would mm-hmm. work better as a stage musical. Mm-hmm. I think it would be amazing as a stage musical. I'd go watch that. Yeah. Well, just a quick introduction too. Uh, I'm Justin Zarian. For people who aren't familiar, uh, over here we got London. How you doing? Hey. Hey, um, <laughs> and then over here, uh, I brought my wife back on. Alexi, how you doing, honey? Hello, I'm doing good. <laughs> she saw a movie with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we couldn't go see Godzilla because that was booked, so we decided the best alternative is definitely Rocket Man. And actually, I was quite happy with that. Honestly, <laughs> I, I legitimately had no problems with that. I was like, okay, I like, I, I wanted to see it anyway. So, well, the way jo- Elton John was acting in this movie at certain points, he was kind of a raging kaiju <laughs> to everyone else in his life, right? <laughs> So, so yeah, uh, this just covers the basic story of Elton John's life, which I didn't know that his original name was Reginald Dwight, but that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things like, I guess Elton John is a really weird name for someone to give those uh, to be given, so, but anyways. It's catchy, though. It's catchy. No, that's why he uses it. It's catchy. Like, other than, like, uh, Sir Reginald Dwight. That <laughs> sounds like something that's very, uh, <laughs> that doesn't quite have the, have the ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you find, like, oh, yes, he is British. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like when you find out, it's like, oh, yeah, Andrew Lincoln's, Lincoln's real name is Andrew Clutterbuck. That's right. <laughs> oh, but, but, hey, Justin, don't forget, it is Sir Elton Hercules John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. No, but, um, so, yeah, basically, it starts off, well, it actually starts off with him going to this, like, fictional kind of, like, rehab psychology place that he went to, I guess, in real life. And it's him recounting the story of his life in this very fantastical kind of flashback where it weaves in between traditional biopic elements and then every now and then it'll break into crazy musical numbers. Uh, you know, all set to classic Elton John songs. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, for the people <clears throat> for people who are wondering, there's a lot of similar elements to Bohemian Rhapsody because one of the director was one of the directors of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> but not credited. <laughs> yeah. No. Unfortunately, it's, that, it's the dumb DGA rules that if you don't direct more than like half the movie, you technically aren't credited as the director. So. Well, I mean, I think he kind of lucked out in that respect. So. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. But then also, I mean, he apparently didn't mind too much. He's like, look, I got the movie made. I don't care if I don't get credit on it. At least it got finished. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> But you should look at this new movie. <laughs> yeah. But here's better. what I made. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's interesting. There's a lot of stuff to say about Rocket Man. Uh, first of all, we have to talk about Taron Egerton in the main role. He was mm-hmm. so great, I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought he was really great. I will say this, though, that I don't think he's got Elton John's range as a singer, per se. I feel like most but, people wouldn't. Come know. on. <laughs> well, okay, okay, here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. like, like, a lot. I know, but like it, it's very obvious depending on the song at certain points where it's like, okay, whenever he's doing fast Elton John songs, like Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting and those kind of things, you know, he, he nails it. He's got great energy for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the slower songs, sometimes you can hear um, Egerton's accent really overcome his singing voice. Because, like I said, he's, he's got kind of that very deep London accent, kind of like that. Which, mm-hmm. you know, works to his advantage in a lot of roles, but in here it's like, it's not quite there. Um, but... Mm-hmm. I would say that his acting and his performing throughout the rest of the movie is really, really good. Yeah. No, no, yeah, definitely. Um, it's the thing is what I will say is that it's you're right. The range, you know, at times it is a little sketchy, but his the performance, and that's what really I think said you know that's one of the things I like. You know, Elton John, which is similar to you know Freddie Mercury, is he was a great performer. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it had a lot of charisma. Yeah, he did, especially on stage, and you know, and. You know, they'll get more into his character and the story, but he's just when he's on stage, he just light it lights it up, and it's so much <laughs> of like the the audience embracing that that energy that he invokes, and I think Taron Egerton really captured that in this. And scene. he certainly brightened up the stage with those costumes he was wearing. Oh, those good. costumes were great! <laughs> I <laughs> love that. If you if, for people listening, if you've seen a classic Elton John co- costume or remember all those crazy outfits, they use them all in this movie, <laughs> every <laughs> last one. Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's great stuff. But, yeah, that stuff was great. All the costuming was great. I thought Heron Egerton was great. And, you know, I thought most of the actual cast in the movie is pretty good. Because, what, you got Richard Madden, who plays a significant role as, apparently what I didn't know, um, is the producer John Reed, who was being played by Littlefinger in Bohemian Rhapsody. All and, the Game of Thrones actors coming to play this one guy. <laughs> yeah, apparently John Reed will just attract Game of Thrones stars to play him for the rest of his life. But um, yeah, apparently he was uh, uh, Elton John's producer, and then I didn't know uh, his lover for a while, too. Which I'm like, oh. Uh, you'd think that maybe that would have come up in Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like, oh yeah, I used to manage for Elton John. It's like, you did a little more than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were, he was, I mean, it's... I, they kind of played out the film. Well, I don't want to spoil it too much. But well, it's no, real. No, well, it's, it's the real world. Who cares? Yeah, no, this one you can say that the way they portray John Reed in this movie, I looked up after the fact, it's very exaggerated to the real like story behind John Reed. It's like, yes, they did have a falling out. Yes, there were some complications. But it was he was nowhere near the scumbag he's presented in this movie. I mean, honestly, he was kind of portrayed as like the, the film antagonist in the way, you know, honestly, how they handled him in the film. 
He's, he was the antag- one of the antagonists to Elton John, basically. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it, one of many. It's like it's kind of like part of the Legion of Doom. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elton, Elton had his little circle of evil that he had to get out of in this movie. Because, yeah, there's Richard Madden as John Reed on that corner. And then the other corner, he's got his parents, which are being played by Bryce Dallas Howard and Stephen McIntosh. Where it's interesting the way that they portray that. Uh, first of all... Bryce Dallas Howard's accent was interesting, <laughs> to say in the least. It was. I didn't even realize it was her, to be honest, because she didn't have the red hair. Oh, right. <laughs> so I was just like, who is this? You look familiar. <laughs> yeah, but you know, she's doing her whole like, oh, hello there, Elton, kind of thing like that throughout the movie. <laughs> but she was she was fine in the role. But then um, the dad was the one who was the real tough nut to crack throughout this. Oh, my gosh. Just like, <laughs> You know, he, he is such a stiff upper lift dad, you know, like the classic, like, oh, I'm a military man and you are terrible because you're gay. Mm. And I don't give hugs. No <laughs> I, hugs. None. Affection is such a, a disorderly thing. <laughs> don't ever touch my records. <laughs> Which is a scene that actually happens. <laughs> there is a scene that, uh, that almost exactly happens that way. <laughs> but, you know, that at least led to some better parts because I feel like. They're all good, but they mostly work in service to Terrence's performance. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. in any other movie, they'd be kind of like, eh, you know, they're, they're fine all right. kind of thing. But, like, yeah, I agree with him. It, they they were a lot better, ultimately. It, well, it, it kind of plays up to the fact that it is very theatrical. I mean, it goes up to, like, it feels like something on a play. You would see people on yeah. stage be like... Don't touch my records. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> it's very exaggerated. What, a lot did of it turn into like a playhouse theater thing, like a melodrama? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got a piano play in the background. <laughs> 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 Curtain, <laughs> lights, light, light change. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Man, could, yeah. No, but I think actually my favorite supporting player in the whole movie was Jamie Bell uh, playing Bernie Tappan, of all people. Yeah, he was actually really good. Oh, God, he was so charismatic. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. They, so they really play a great platonic friendship throughout this. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of those weird things where Elton clearly did... Uh, he was clearly in love with Bernie, like, throughout mm-hmm. the rest of his life. But mm-hmm. Bernie made it very clear. It's like, look, I love you, man. I don't love you that way. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And that, that clearly had an effect on him. Uh, but it's like, yeah, still, Bernie was like... his. Like, even today, he's still... They're still, like, inseparable best friends. From I, I found mm-hmm. it kind of funny because, like, um, you know, while John's, like, recounting... Um, his relationship with Bernie, he's like, oh, and we never had an argument, and then, like, in the film, it proceeds to show them having arguments, so <laughs> it's, it's really funny, because it's like, oh, yeah, Elton John's not, like, being a little bit, like, um, one-sided on his <laughs> Though, point appar- of view. Apparently, some of the stuff, and again, like, many things in this movie and other biopics, they made up a bunch of details about that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you have to know going in that this movie is going to not be an accurate representation of Elton John's life. I mean... And it can only go over so many points in his life, too, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, too, I mean, it, it's not because even the songs aren't in chronological order. I mean, you know, they're, yeah. they're just... No, the, the movie starts off with him singing the, the Bitches Back, uh, you know, <laughs> where it's like, yeah, as a child, I'm pretty sure he did, hadn't written that song just yet. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you know, so it, just, it was all... Everything just meant to just... It's all meant to invoke an emotion or yeah, be very feelings. theatrical. Exactly. So you know, it's it, that was a. I feel like that's a point. I mean, biopics. That's really. Well, I don't. Well, they they vary in this, but this one, like I said, it's, it's not really too much of a biopic. It's more like a musical fantasy. Yeah, it's a jukebox, <laughs> yeah. It's a jukebox musical, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. And I mean, as a jukebox musical, 
it's still very fun to watch. Oh, it was really fun. Yeah, and I will say, though, the most fun stuff in this movie is the actual musical sequences, because mm-hmm. as a biopic, it's a pretty standard you know, standard uh, biopic, but whenever it goes into its, like, fantasy musical sequences, those are awesome. It really makes it stand out, like, apart from a lot of the other biopics we've been seeing in the past few years, in my opinion. Um, and even, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, it's kind of like... Oh, yeah, I mean, that was a decent movie, you know, it wasn't, I mean, it could have improved on a lot of things, but, you know, it wasn't, like, the worst, but this, I felt like, was just so much better, because it knew, like, yeah, uh, Elton John, he's kind of like another musician, has a lot of the same general tropes, I guess, but we'll make it a little bit different by adding actual musical elements to it. Yeah, and, and, and we're actually, you know, going to do proper editing, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to give John Adam crack and tell him to edit this movie. <laughs> We're going to, you know, have uh, performances. We're not going to stick a bunch of buck teeth in one guy's mouth and make him so no one understands what he's saying through half the film. We're, we're, we're going to have Taron Egerton actually sing his own songs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and I, again, like, I think, like, one of my favorite sequences in this actually happened early on when he sang um, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. This is oh, an elaborate that. dance musical bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was, was great. Yeah, that was great. Um, they did this great one for Rocket Man oh, later in the movie. probably one of my favorite sequences honestly yeah that one's great um honky cat there's a great bit when they play that song uh, oh that was fun <laughs> <laughs> like and that's the thing like all those songs like the high energy songs that they set to the musical sequences are really really great like you like like literally get your toe tap into those sequences it's just that there's some of those other parts where it's like okay this is good you know it could be a little bit better in some of those yeah. parts and it's funny because for people who are wondering like oh man they sanitized um freddie mercury's life in bohemian rhapsody this movie don't <laughs> this, <is> not, <laughs> this movie does not sanitize Elton John. Like, maybe I, in some details, but... I remember one criticism somebody had of Bohemian Rhapsody, and then compared to, like, what I saw in Rocketman. So somebody mentioned that, like, well, Freddie Mercury was definitely into drugs and alcohol, but somebody mentioned that you really rarely see him in the in Bohemian Rhapsody actually drinking a lot. Like, you see, like, maybe at most, like... Oh, no, he, he is, like... Three like, or four, yeah, but then, like, in, in Rocket Man, like, you see him, he's, like, constantly got a drink in his hand, practically. He's popping pills, he's, yeah. he's drinking, he's screwing anything that's on two legs at this point. This yeah, is- so, like, they're, like, yeah, he was, like, if they're gonna say he's an alcoholic, they're actually gonna show it, at least, which is, you know, like, yeah, that's great. Like, it's somewhere in the middle between Bohemian Rhapsody on one end of the sanitized biopic, and mm-hmm. then the dirt on the other end, where that one's, like... Ten oh. times the drug and alcohol in that one. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did you ever see that one, uh, London? Oh, the, what was it? The Dirt? Yeah, that uh, Motley Crude biopic on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen that. No. Oh yeah, no. That one is like literally sex. Uh, yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll in that order, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> El- this is the one where like what Elton John walks in the room. Nope, walks back out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, too much crazy heterosexual sex in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Which you know that is one thing too that the you know people complain to that Bohemian Rhapsody downplayed the homosexual elements of Freddie Mercury. Oh boy, yeah, this one does not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one's the opposite. And you know that's what I'm saying. Like I don't mind that. I, I think that's actually if you're going to tell an accurate story about John, I mean he's a gay man. He is very gay, so yeah, he and- yeah, and he had some very you know obvious flings with men. And so it's like, yeah, him and Witcher Madden actually have a gay sex scene at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, a lot of gay stuff going on, like that crazy fantasy sequence when he's starting to become, like, hedonistic, and you're just like, whoa, yeah. so <laughs> much dude all throughout this well, scene. That was, yeah, it, it, that's, and I think that's what's interesting, is that it really... Okay, I feel like like we, we've reached a point now in, like, film where it's not so 
because for a while, you know, the, Hollywood was so afraid to like touch the, the LBGTQ or UI, blah 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 blah, that type of that type <laughs> the of alphabet you know. soup of the community. Yeah. Ex- exactly, and so <laughs> this one was like they really dived headfirst into it, and it's so much so that like it just seems like a regular lo- like not to ask you to say regular. It just it didn't they didn't play up the fact like oh it's it's so gay. It just it seemed like it's just a part of him. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like. Hey, look at this gay stuff. No, it's just, <laughs> this is Elton John, you know, and this is his, like, he has this toward love affair, and it, it felt erotic. It felt real. It felt, you know, like like a love scene in any any classic Hollywood film. Yeah, now, even though it is one where it's like, oh, yeah, he did cheat on him at one point, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> oops. But yeah. it's, it's, done t- it's done well enough where it's like, yeah, it's tasteful. It's not overtly in your face with it. It's just... Yeah, I agree. It was... It was they, I think they did it in the you know best way they could, where it's like, yes, he was very gay, and you know he had love affairs and everything. But like that, as you said, it was a part of him, and you don't mm-hmm. feel like it's like just coming out of place. It's not like out of nowhere or anything like that. It feels natural to what they as they portray him in this world, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and for people who are wondering, it's like yes, they do cover his marriage to Renata as well. Which... I remember um, my dad. He actually because he heard I, I told him when we saw the movie, and he actually asked if they included that, and they do. Briefly, <laughs> yeah, <albeit> very briefly, <laughs> briefly but poignant. I'll well, give it that's that. the thing is that they managed to do it where it wasn't a throwaway scene either. It's like no, it served an actual greater point to the thematic narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought I actually really appreciated that. I think that was a very tasteful way of addressing something that you can't avoid but isn't part of the main story. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I had a lot I could say more about this movie, but I think in general I did come out liking this more than I had any problems with it, because I did have some problems with this mm-hmm. movie. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, blew me away, it was so great, but on the whole, I think it it's very, very well done. But, I mean, London, did you have any other main thoughts, or? Um, well, no, not re- well, I, I'm good, I'll give it, I'll get into my final thoughts with that, but I, yeah, honestly, I, I kind of did get blown away. Um, <laughs> so I just, I was in there, I went with my mom, we went on opening night, Aww. it was a Thursday, and it was, my mom and I and a, and a couple of old couples. <laughs> everyone else went to see Godzilla. So, <laughs> That's so kind of how our theater was. Like, was it, anyone yeah. who didn't get to see Godzilla, was just, it was just the bleed off from that. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so, we sat, so we sat and watched it. And it just, you know, it, it had all the feels. And <laughs> just like, you know, like, I just had a nice time. And it was tough. And I was thinking like, oh, boy, I wish I, I, wish I could review this. It will be so much fun. And then, lo and behold, I dropped a message saying, hey, do you want to do Rocket Man? You're like, yes! <laughs> like, Yay, thank you, music gods. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny has, arise, has arisen. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, it's, it's funny because now we're here and like, I really don't have much to say except I just love the movie. <laughs> awesome. Well, then, I mean, I guess what would be your arbitrary rating then if you want to just go straight to the final thought part? Okay, I'll, I'll just go straight into it. And actually, I wrote it down. <laughs> nice. You're so prepared. <laughs> so my final thoughts. It was so hard to criticize this film, so after a while, I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> I just went along for the ride. I enjoyed the highs and endured the lows. With every scene transition, my feelings adapted alongside it. With every musical number, there was a roller coaster of emotion. Every performance seemed like a personal conversation where anger, sorrow, loneliness, bliss, love, and were all conveyed. Upon seeing, upon seeing this movie, my enjoyment of these songs transferred into love and subst- transformed from enjoyment to love and, under- and substantive understanding. 
To quote Laios Egri, remember, the play is not an intimidation, an imitation of life. It is the essence of life. This film captured that essence. Thank you, filmmakers, and thank you, Sir Elton John, for presenting your work to the world because you made it a much more beautiful place. I give this film 10 fabulous sunglasses glittering in the sun out of 10. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need like a piano accompaniment, too, when you said that. <laughs> You're Elton John, and I'm your Bernie Tappan, right? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, Lexi, why don't you take the floor now? Do you, do you have a song prepared as well for this interview? Honky Cat? I don't know. <laughs> All right, get back, Honky Cat. It's Lexi's turn. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I wouldn't quite personally rate it 10 out of 10, but I really did quite enjoy this. I found myself, you know, kind of like in a theater, you know, just kind of tapping my foot a little bit to like the beat of all the music and, you know, and, and generally just really having a fun time with this film. Um, obviously, it's, it's not, at least to me, it's not perfect or um, or anything, you know, it's like, as Justin said, not 100% blown away by it, but I can't deny that I had a fun time with it, and, and it's fun seeing Elton John be portrayed on screen by such a great actor, Taron Egerton, and um, I think for my reading, um, I think I'll give it um, 8 out of 10 pianos. <laughs> Yeah, John pianos. <laughs> there was a lot of pianos in this movie. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I feel bad that I might be on the low end technically to you compared to you guys because I still did enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. I I thought that compared to Bohemian Rhapsody, which I haven't actually finished yet, I only made it halfway through the movie. <laughs> I just feel like I enjoyed this a lot better from the get go because you know the movie makes a bold choice to say, look. Going in, you know this is a fantasy. They don't try to hide it from you. They don't try to say, oh, well, see, this could be kind of real. They're like, no, this is. This is our interpretation. Take from it what you will. And I think I did take what I would because I'm like, yeah, it's very fun. It's enjoyable. The the musical numbers are great. I just kind of wish there were more of those musical numbers because I feel like this movie could have benefited from being a little freakier, you know, like a little <laughs> bit like, yeah, let's just, let's get really art. Like maybe maybe not across the universe level crazy, but somewhere in like a happy medium of that, you know? Hmm. Um because across the universe is just insane, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the performances are all great on the whole. Uh, I think that it's written well enough for a very traditional biopic. Uh, it's directed well enough from Dexter Fletcher. Like this is definitely improving. See, I can direct biopics too. You know, not just <laughs> I, I am not Brian Singer. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, I mean, again, I have to just divorce the fact that I know what Elton John sounds like so well, because I do like a lot of Elton John music, that I have to accept that Taron Egerton is not going to cover Elton John's range, because he can't. <laughs> but he does a great job giving it, giving his all, you know? And clearly him and Elton John are, like, best friends in real life now. Like, have you seen all the performances they've done together? Oh, yeah. it's it's He was, like... Um... God, it was some. It was like, it was like tear jerking. It's like like they seemed so close on stage, and apparently like they went to the same church or something. It was weird. Like they have like this. They have like a really close relationship. Like before the movie had come out, which, which is, is like, funny to see. Like the like thirteen steps to showing where they link together because you're like so. Let's see. He was in Kingsman. That eventually they got meet each other through the cameo that Elton John did in Kingsman two. But then Taron also sang Elton John songs in that movie Sing that he did when he was the uh, animated gorilla. And yeah. you're just like you kind of see where he's been groomed to become Elton John up to this point in this movie. <laughs> they got the same director from Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then, um, what's his name? Jamie Bell was in Billy Elliot, which was adapted by Elton John into Billy Elliot the musical. So you're like, oh, all the pieces oh are my. going together. Oh my God. 
<laughs> so I bet you if we, I bet you if we looked even deeper, you find out even more intricate details. I, I believe it. I think Elton John is ingraining. I think either Elton John's ingraining himself in Taron Egerton's life, or Taron Egerton's ingraining himself in Elton John's life. <laughs> <laughs> now we are one. <laughs> hey, it made this film, so I'm happy. <laughs> like, Y'all do what you want. That's fine. Exactly. I see no problem with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna give this movie. Um, 7.5 out of 10 levitating sequences. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That sounds good. Oh, because <laughs> I will say that part when uh, they do the, you know, there's the famous bit when he's like lifting himself in the air over oh, the piano kind of thing. Great. That was, it was a very fun interpretation of that sequence, even though also yeah. I read up afterwards, like, that's not what happened during that exact concert, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, I mean, come on. Yeah, there's a lot of things I've done. Yeah, like, I said, like you said, like, yeah, he, well, he was a little kid saying the bitches back. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, Lexi pointed out, too, that I think the only person that wasn't crazy about this movie was that little, ver- the younger version of Elton John. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I kind of felt like, I don't know, maybe I just don't always like kid actors either, but. It really, it's a, it's a mixed bag. You sometimes get the great ones, like, on Stranger Things, then you get, you know, most everybody else in the kid actor range. He looked like, well, I think they won't, they were more focused on finding someone who looked just like him, because he looked bloody just like him when he showed yeah. the picture. Oh, sure, yeah, no, that was pretty <laughs> darn close. I was like, damn. Man, but still, I gotta say, uh, man, I, I, if I was John Reed watching this movie, I think I might sue. Because, <laughs> I mean, we got Bohemian Rhapsody that shows him as, well, Littlefinger, so you already know he's untrustworthy. <laughs> and in this movie, he's just shot, like, he needed Littlefinger's mustache so he can be, like, exactly, like, as Start evil. twirling he, it. Yeah, just like, oh, Elton John, you think that you've escaped, have you? <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of moments where it legitimately felt like that. You know, there's, like, one scene where they're arguing, and he's practically doing that almost at that point. He's just like, ah, oh, but you see, I'm your manager. <laughs> and it's just like, no! <laughs> well, I gotta say, it was only when I could understand Richard Madden, because that dude's accent is... Thick. Yeah, just like, no, but uh, oh well. 